you know, I think this is the first Bond where Bond's just like, yeah, whatever. You could do like a whole scene without even saying anything and it'd be like the funniest thing yeah. you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, you want drama That's on amazing. screen and off, or just more off. <laughs> <laughs> But then I realised it, I was like, no, this is someone who loves Pussy so much that they've written a song about it. <sighs> Pretty cold tonight, Fraser. Are you alright over there? Oh, it's freezing. It is, it is cold tonight, actually. Instead of, a, instead of a martini tonight, I've got a wee glass of water and a nice hot cup of Bovril. <laughs> It's not the war, you don't have to drink Bovril. It's delicious. Are you actually joking or you've got Bovril? I've got Bovril, yeah. I didn't even realise like anyone other than Grand is like, actually drank Bovril. You need to try it, man. Bovril, Leon Perrin's Tabasco sauce. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, welcome to Build a Bond. Welcome to Build a Bovril. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to ask a guest today what their favourite flavour of Bovril is and which type of sauces they will add. Mm. Le- I mean, no. Leon Perrin's. Is that right? Yeah. Very good. Fraser, why are we actually here? <laughs> what are we doing? We are here doing the Build a Bond podcast. And as you know by now, that requires a very special guest to come in and join us and build their fantasy James Bond movie. And they'll do that by casting Bond, a co-star, a villain, picking a director and someone to perform the theme song. Uh, and then they get a chance to add any other details they like if they want to add a plot point. They want to add locations, gadgets, cars, even more cast. They can do whatever they want. Brilliant. And what we also say every episode is there are absolutely no rules. They can do absolutely. what they want. Build what they want. It doesn't have to be realistic. It doesn't have to be sort of believable. It doesn't even have to sort of even make sense in anyone's head. It can just go wherever they want. Um, and they can be as creative as possible. Um, I'm a bit nervous about... Um, our guest this week. Are you? How come? I don't know. I feel like normally, you know us, Fraser, a couple of funny guys, cracking mm-hmm. jokes, keeping the, the mood light. Yeah. Uh, I'm quite nervous because our guest this week is an actual professional comedian. I know. So I yeah, feel like... There's a bit of pressure, isn't there, to be funny? Yeah. I think, And it's also like the standard's just going to be way, way higher this time. Normally our jokes, let's be honest, are of a pretty low standard. Um, well, speak for yourself. <laughs> so, I'm, yeah, I'm a bit worried. That's 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 inspired me. Mm-hmm. How about a wee challenge? As always, love a challenge. Yeah. Why don't we see between the two of us who can make Rachel our guest this week, Rachel Jackson, see who can make Rachel laugh the most? Oh God. Uh, yeah. Okay. She has quite a her sense of humor is quite out there, I guess. Yeah. It's pretty fearless. Uh, yeah. I mean, she she can be quite biting. <laughs> okay I, I mean to be honest i um usually i undertaking that challenge every episode anyway trying to make the guests laugh as much as possible so that'll just be a little extra incentive and we'll really see who is the funniest uh co-host mm-hmm. well and, and you mentioned you you talked about rules didn't you this you said there was no rules well yes i i said there was no rules but i think you're gonna maybe slightly correct me we have one rule this series <laughs> we have the madonna bell <laughs> If our guest mentions Madonna, Madonna bell rings. Uh, if they mention that Madonna three times, 
then they have to sing a line from their favourite Madonna song. And Madonna appears. <laughs> when you say her name three times in the Three middle. times, yeah, yeah. If Rachel says Madonna, 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 she's got to sing a line from her favourite Madonna song. What's your favourite Madonna song? Um, I wouldn't say I was a massive Madonna fan. If I had to pick one, I would say Material Girl, probably. Oh, that's quite a good one, actually. Quite a nice bop, I would say. Mm, yeah. I know what's, what one isn't my favourite, and that's Die Another Day. Oh, really? Yeah. Weirdly, the weirdest never come up on the podcast. Before. No, I know. Anyway. <laughs> I suppose we should get into it. I think we should, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, I do love a laugh. Do you love a laugh, Stuart? I love a laugh. I don't... I don't... Oh, me, Stuart. Do you oh, love I'm, I'm, I'm never not laughing, to be honest. <laughs> well, then this episode of the Build a Bond is going to be right up our street. <laughs> our guest has garnered a reputation as a fearless, sharp-tongued comedian with a candid yet lovable demeanour. She's also turned her head to the small screens with starring roles in Outlander, Still Game, and Two Doors Down. But her true passion is on the stage telling jokes. This should be a right good giggle. It's Rachel Jackson. <laughs> How you doing, Rachel? Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. First of all, Rachel, I hear that um, I hear you're moving to the states soon. Yeah, I'm moving next month. I'm literally like thirty-seven days now. Counting down. <laughs> was it something we said? <laughs> Not you guys in particular, but no. I just, um, I always wanted to live in America since I was a little girl. Like I just, I just loved America, loved everything about it. And um, then obviously when I fell in love with acting and everything, it seemed like the natural place to kind of go, like Hollywood or New York, whatever. But I'm going to Nashville, so not anywhere near where I thought I'd end up. But that's life, man. Life throws you curveballs because I. I fell in love with this handsome redneck in Edinburgh last year and he invited me to come and live in Nashville with him and I thought, why the hell not? Why the hell not? <laughs> Amazing. Are you, are you worried? Uh, you know, I know sometimes um, with our accents, you know, um, it, it can be a little tricky, the translations in America. Are you, are you, have, you, have you like Americanized your voice yet or are you just going to try and go for it? I'm just going to like speak much slower than I normally would because I've had quite a few gigs in Nashville so far and that seems to work just, you know, just really slowing down because I don't want them to miss a joke and I don't want them to not laugh and for me to think, oh, that just wasn't funny and it's just because they haven't understood it because I spoke too fast. So that's been like my number one rule is just try to slow my voice down. But apart from that, I want to keep the act exactly as it is really, apart from just little tweaks of words that, you know, yeah. Sidewalk and garbage and, and things. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, me and my boyfriend, like every day, because we face, we're like, we've been doing long distance since last November, essentially. And every day we have like chats where we realize, like, what's that word meaning? So we've done a couple of TikToks about it. So I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to try and like do as many, because we did one because he'd never heard the word jobby. And <laughs> it was just so, like, you know, it's just because it's just like a Scottish word, you know? And he just thought that was the weirdest thing he'd ever heard. And it was like just stuff like that. Like he was at like one time he was driving and he was acting a bit like like having a bit of a hissy fit. I, I said, "Are you on the blob?" And he was like, "What the fuck is the blob?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's just stuff like that all the time, just silly stuff, you know. 
That's amazing. Yeah. What well, I guess like Nashville, famous for like the country music and everything, right? Is 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 there an as big like comedy scene there or Yeah. What yeah. what is crazy is I was the same. I just thought it was just like a music town, um like entertainment capital kind of thing. But actually the, the comedy scene's amazing as well. And I think it makes sense because you know when somewhere's so popular, like you know, like Nashville yeah. is so, such a popular, you know, destination for, for people worldwide. They've got to have more than just one thing, you know, because if people are coming for the music, they also want to see what else the town's got. And so it actually does make a lot of sense that the comedy scene's really good as well. Um, but I wasn't aware of that. And, oh, it's oh, it's just amazing. It's like a whole new lease of life for me. I feel like I'm ready just to, yeah, I'm ready for it. <laughs> That's so exciting. Well, exciting. Well, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't be a stranger. Yeah. No, definitely not. I'm still going to come over and do the Edinburgh Fringe next year. Like, I want to kind of keep... A bit of a presence over here, um, but mainly, mainly be over there, definitely making that American and, money. <laughs> and once you go over there to America, are you going to go full James Corden and start like abusing restaurant staff, or are you going to keep it like? <laughs> Am I going to go full James Corden? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant a level of success. Yeah, I'll take the success, but not <laughs> yeah, anything else. Did you see yesterday there was like a thing that he'd stolen Ricky Gervais's joke? Did you see that? I see that, yeah. That was so weird. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, the thing is, it wasn't even a very good joke, but also yeah. like, wow, it was like word for word. It was, yeah, it was exactly the same, wasn't it? And so they're saying his writers must have stitched him up. Like his writers obviously hate him as much as everyone else does. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and it's like, if you, I'm sure to a degree in comedy, there's always a little bit of like, drawing from other comedians and stuff but the word for word to take it from one of the biggest like comedians out there like of yeah. course you're gonna get caught it's mental yeah that was bizarre totally bizarre yeah. <laughs> speaking of that who, is, who are your comedy heroes who, who do you look up to yeah well Dave Chappelle and Amy Schumer they're my two they're my two favorites um so basically I always say that because when I'm doing like people are always like oh it's always the Americans but I just love I just love, because obviously when you work in the UK, you see, you know, that's my full-time job. And I was saying to a friend the other night, because he was like, oh, I like watching stand-up as I'm going to sleep. It just helps me relax. And I'm like, that's my worst nightmare. Like, <laughs> it's like going back to work just as I'm going to sleep. Like, <laughs> so also, that's I don't, a I don't, bit of a dig at a stand-up comedian. I listen, I watch you when I'm trying to get to sleep. It's not a really good review. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever helps you, whatever helps you. But yeah, I just like for me, that's like I don't really enjoy watching stand up that much just because, you know, it's like when it's your job and you love doing it, but you don't want to go home and watch it. Um, but I don't know, just like I just love I just love American stand up, man, and especially Dave Chappelle and Amy Schumer. Like if I ever got to gig with them or work with them, I even slid into her DMs a few weeks ago and I was stoned because I just thought, why not? And I just said, hey, Amy, if you ever need tour support, I'm moving to America soon and blah 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 because I just thought you just never know man that's how it all started with the rock you know you just gotta put yourself out there and like hope for the best yeah and did, did she reply new number who this not yet not yet but you know these things take time these <laughs> things take time <laughs> yeah, she's got a lot of messages to look through I'm sure she's got a lot of messages yeah. but I'll get there I'll get there <laughs> yeah. you're and you're talking to two professional DM sliders we <laughs> <laughs> have messaged every celebrity in the UK to try and get them on this podcast. So uh, it's a number, it's, an, it's a pure numbers game. Yeah. It's a numbers game. I love it. You've got to, though, haven't you? Because it's like people, I think people are starting to learn that now more, that if you don't ask, you don't get. And like, I remember, yeah. did you watch the, you know, the Kanye West documentary that came out on Netflix uh, a while back? And yeah. 
I, feel, I know a lot of people don't like him, but I'm I'm a super fan of him. And I think people do forget he does actually have bipolar. Like it's not like he's messing around. Like he does have like a quite a, you Yeah. 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 Yeah.
yeah what's your thing what what sort of films are you into Oh, I'm I'm a horror fanatic. Mm. Yeah, horror, 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 true crime, horror. Yeah, just love it all. Um, it's weird because honestly, like, I used to think I was a weirdo that like horror helped me relax, but apparently it's quite a similar for a lot of people because it's that sort of thing where you're like, well, at least my life's not that bad, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so. Yeah, it yeah, just helps you relax. Got fingers and you know haunting people's dreams. Yeah. Yeah, just like you know, things could be worse. <laughs> I um, think more people should watch horror. <laughs> that's that's the genre for me. That it's, it's not that I don't like it. It's just that I'm such a wimp. Like, I, really? I, I honestly cannot. Like, I get not so much like you like the like horror films that like jump scares and stuff like that. Like that kind of stuff. Obviously, you get fright, but it doesn't really follow me that much. It's like the the really like deep insidious like um really te- like if it's really tense for ages and ages like I, I can't I can't bear it like it's, oh really it's too much for me yeah oh I love it <laughs> <laughs> people but, do that's what's weird what, like yeah people say it's really relaxing say people are like you know like really heavy metal music and stuff like that mm-hmm. it's like to other people it's like jarring but for them it's like you know they find it like, relaxing yeah and that's what I kind of love that it's like each to their own I'm not one of those people because you know we are kind of living in a world now where it feels like you're not allowed to disagree with people. If you disagree with people, you're wrong, or you know. And I just feel like you're allowed to disagree. Like, not everyone has to like Bond. Not everyone like has to like horror, and you can still <laughs> like get on with people. <laughs> you don't have to say, you know, the same opinions. And yeah, I'm all about that. I'm all about that. Yeah, some people love Kanye West. Some people hate him. Yeah, but I love him. <laughs> I will defend him till the end. <laughs> yeah, I actually um when we. Fraser and I did our own versions of, of the Build a Bond and I picked Kanye West to do my theme song. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Yes, I'm also... I mean, that could be a spoiler for maybe your theme song, but we'll leave Ooh. that there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Best, best not uh, <laughs> reveal anything. But yeah, so I know you've been chatting to Fraser and, and he's kind of asked you to, to make some picks for your Bond film. Did you find it hard? Did you find it easy? No, I found it really fun just because, like, it's not, you know, because it's not something, like, like I say, I have watched most of the films and everything, but so I know, like, the kind of, like, the setup and the casting of it. and blah, blah, blah. I just found it fun just because, like you said, there was no rules. So that was the most fun. <laughs> yeah. Nice. yeah. Did you bring some of your horror influence into it? A little bit. Just a little yes. bit, yeah. Are we going to get some jump scares here? Are we going to get... <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> what, on the podcast or on the... Yeah, I'm a bit scared already. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have my location. Anyway, shall we? Shall we? Shall we get into it? Yes, let's do right, it. Well, let's have a wee cheers. Uh, I'm just on yeah. the water this afternoon. Uh, yeah, it's a bit early. Business hours, I've got... Fanta, diet Fanta, woo! Diet Fanta, I, I love a Fanta. Yeah. And this one's really good because it doesn't taste like, you know how some diet drinks are just like rubbish. Mm. This tastes yeah. really nice. So that'll do. There you go. I only ever get a Fanta with a, if I'm getting a McDonald's. I don't ever, I never really buy a Fanta just outright. It was always my go-to drink though. Yeah. Do you not get a Fanta lemon on holiday, no? Oh yeah, actually. Yeah. Fanta lemon on holiday. That's how you treat it, isn't it? That's how you know. <laughs> anyway. Right. So Rachel. Mm-hmm. Review all. Who is your James Bond? So my James Bond is Pete Davidson. Okay. Because Auntie it Kanye. Seems... 
it's yeah, it seems that no one gets more pussy than Pete Davidson. So if we're why? going why is this? I don't understand this like how well, successful you know he is. Yeah, like to be honest with you, I had a crush on him for, for quite a while. Um so it's kind of like easy to see why all these gorgeous women have gone with him. I just think he seems like he actually seems sweet and and kind um, and funny, which helps. And yeah, I just think why why the hell not? Because James Bond, from what I've seen, has always been like really suave and all that. But why not have someone just like goofy and funny and silly? <laughs> yeah, I mean Roger Moore was pretty goofy. Was he? Yeah. I mean, he still had yeah, the smartness, but he was a bit goofy, the eyebrows mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. Not quite, not, not quite on Pete Davidson levels, but yeah. Yeah, Pete he Davidson, would... he's Bond, man. He's Bond. Plus, you would but never would suspect the... it. Yeah, that's true. Nobody because would if, ever suspect If Daniel Craig comes in, right, I just feel like if he walks into the room or Pete Davidson walks into the room, who, who are you going to think is a spy? Yeah, you know good, what I mean? point. good point. So you want, you want someone who actually doesn't seem like a spy and doesn't doesn't seem too intense or doesn't break eye contact ever. Like, why not just get someone like you would never suspect? That's a better spy. Yeah. I mean, the, the only other thing is, I guess, you're a spy in certain scenarios. You maybe want to, like, sort of blend in a bit. Whereas if you're, like, seven foot tall, like, covered in tattoos, you're probably going to stand <laughs> out quite yeah, a bit. he's getting those tattoos removed now. Is, he? is that right? Yeah, he's getting them removed because he's got so many and he's he's getting too much acting work now. So, But he can't get the Kim Kardashian branding one off now because he has actually been branded. Um, so he went a little bit too far. Wait, what? He's been branded? Yeah, so when he was dating Kim Kardashian, he decided he, he didn't just want a tattoo of her, he wanted to be branded so that even if they did break up, which they did about three months later, he, it would never, ever be able to be removed. Wow. So, yeah. What is the what what is the what's like the design of it? Is it just her? So it says, or... "My girl's a lawyer." Huh. I suppose. Yeah. Maybe you just have to like only date lawyers from that one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, basically, if you're wanting a spy, he'll go the full way. I think you can never doubt Pete Davidson's commitment. Okay. Yep, I mean commitment. Yeah. yeah, I mean you've seen him in sketches and stuff. He does go all, he goes all out for the role. <laughs> yeah, and he, he's he's done some. I can't think of top of my head, but he has done some kind of acting. Do you not? Do you not, do you not write his own film and, and act in it? Yeah, it so that was about? the Judd Apatow one that he directed that mm, the yeah. King of Staten Island. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never saw it. Yeah, have you seen it? Is it good? I haven't actually seen it yet, no, but I've I've like know of it and stuff. Mm. It's on my list. It's definitely on my list. Same now. Fair Same enough. Now that it was gonna be James Bond, like I've got, got to see it now. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. And, uh, what sort of like so he's American, right? Is he gonna be a Brit like how's what sort of bond is he gonna be? Because like you know, bonds can be a little bit different depending on the actor. Yeah, I be? wanna get rid of all the rules just because I was told, you know, I want to get rid of all the rules. No one has to be British, because that's <laughs> something I find that embarrassing anyway. Because I, I tell people I'm Scottish. I don't, you know, I would never ever say I was British, not in a million years. And I know a lot of people in the UK feel like that as well. But there's just something about it's British, it's British, and I just think, what's the point of being an actor? What's the point of training to be an actor and do all these different voices and accents if you're not allowed to use half of them? Because mm. you're not really from that place. 
So I just think it is, it's a disservice to like all the amazing American and well, anywhere that, you know, aren't really allowed to do Bond because they're not British. <laughs> I just, oh, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Although to be fair, there's only like a minority of actors who've played Bond who are actually English. Most of them mm. have yeah. been from either Scotland, yeah. uh, Wales, Ireland, Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh, why was, not America? Was that, what was it? Timothy Dalton? Was he Australian? He's Welsh. Oh, he's, he's Welsh. Welsh. Who's the Australian one? That was George Lazenby. He was, yeah, he was an Australian model, and it was like one of his very few acting gigs was the one. James no way! Movie. I didn't even know that. See, I yeah. thought it was I, all like British. No, I, I suppose George Lazenby is maybe like the closest Pete Davidson. I don't know if George Lazenby would find that offensive or not, but he's probably <laughs> the closest comparison to Pete Davidson in that he wasn't like a big actor beforehand. You know, uh-huh. he, he modeling work and stuff. So maybe he would be a similar kind of. Uh, example to, to our Pete when he comes in uh-huh. I honestly didn't know that because I thought because there was there's some backlash at the moment you know because they're talking about who's going to be the next James Bond and it's only ever like British guys that you hear in the in the mix mm. yeah I mean yeah, it's, it's true. they always play James Bond British it's just that they don't like the actor doesn't have to be British mm. Mm. but generally has been mm. yeah so it's only yeah. one that's not been well, it's Pierce Brosnan as well as Irish. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, uh, so I think something, yeah, you know what I mean? Like when you talk about Bond, like everyone gets like sucked into like the stereotype of the actor has to be exactly the same as the character. But actually, if you're a good enough actor, then that's not even like really a problem. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And that's just the way it seems to go a lot these days that, you know, they want someone who is actually the thing. As and you're you, like, yeah, well, that's yeah. taking away the whole craft. That's ridiculous. How's your accent? I'm really good at accents. Yeah. Favorite yeah, one to do? Like, sorry. Favorite one to do? Probably RP, like posh English. Okay. Just because it's like so different, and no one ever expects it to be, come out of my mouth. <laughs> and they're like, "What?" So I got like when I was at drama school, I got a lot of those, like the parts, like the posh, the posh princess, and all that. And what's funny is most of the girls in my year did sound like that, so they're raging that the wee. <laughs> Tabby Scottish girl got like, <laughs> like you know their part, but like I, I just love it. Like I love doing accents. That's again, that's a part of like, like I just love doing mad characters, like Jim Carrey and all that are my biggest inspirations. I was trying to find a role for Jim Carrey in this, in this Build a Bond, um, because I just think he's wonderful and he can do anything. He literally can do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll have to wait and see if he turns up. Yeah, he, he might have to make a cameo. I haven't found him a part yet, but... <laughs> okay, let's keep him in mind and see if we can squeeze him in. Yeah, something. I'd really like to be able to squeeze him in, definitely. So, yeah, well, I guess let's, let's keep going. We've got Pete Davidson as James Bond. Next, yes. we want to cast the um, the co-star, what is traditionally like the Bond girl, but because it's Build a Bond, there's no rules. You can do whatever you want with the kind of co-star mm-hmm. role. Who do you want and what are they doing? I want Megan the Stallion. <laughs> <laughs> I really think, yeah, I think she's just so sexy, so cool, so badass. And I just think, you know, because a lot of, that was sort of a reason I didn't like a lot of Bonds is that the women don't really have as much to do and are just kind of like the, "Mm, help me, help me. And I just feel like Megan Thee Stallion, she would be like telling Pete Davidson what to do. And that would just be so cool. (laughs) So it'd be like, you know, the most badass Bond girl of all time. 
What was, yeah, she, what was she in recently? She was in like a Marvel thing recently or something. Was she? Yeah, it was like, it was one of the TV shows. I don't know if it was Miss Marvel or the She-Hulk or something, but she was very funny in it. I didn't even know that because I didn't know she'd done any acting. But yeah. I just think no, she's I such a badass. I mean, I think I... She, she plays herself. Oh, does she? <laughs> so maybe she plays herself in this as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she should ever she, have to do a character. She is just, <laughs> she's so badass. But then also I, think... I, want Me- I want Megan Fox to be another one of the Bond girls as well. Just because I'm personally obsessed with Megan Fox, um, Megan. and I think the, I think the three of them together now we're cooking. Now we're cooking. Yeah, yeah Megan Fox. Yeah. Like, what is she? I haven't seen her around in a while. Have you not? Oh my god, she's made like the biggest comeback because she's yeah. she's gone out with Machine Gun Kelly, and they've become like you know this kind of weird was... rock and roll couple. Was there some controversy about her Halloween? And... Yeah, she had like a, a Halloween outfit. Who did, did, did they went as a joint thing or something? I saw something in Twitter. Yeah, they went about. as Pamela Anderson and to, you know Tommy. Um, That's it. Yeah. I just like a lot of people find them cringe and all that, but I just love it. I just love like I just think she's so hot. I've always had a crush on Megan Fox since like you know since she first appeared, um, and I actually think she's like a really really good actress. And I think because she was so like gorgeous. People didn't really like sort of take her seriously as an actress, but she's really, really good. She's a really, really good actress, and I think she's kind of. I think Hollywood did a bit of a dirty on her, um, but I think she's yeah. kind of like coming back and doing her own thing now, and kind of yeah, I love her. Yeah, Je- Jennifer's think- Body was a really good film, actually. Yeah, I thought she was tremendous in that. And mm. there's another new, uh, well, horror film that I watched on Netflix a couple of weeks ago. It was, I think, it was called Till Death. And it was it's it was just such a cool concept. I won't ruin it if anyone wants to watch it. But Megan Fox, Till Death, horror film, Netflix. She's just brilliant. I love her. Yeah, so I, want her I was thinking she got kind of she got kind of screwed over by the like, I think it was the Transformer movies that she did, which just mm. played like the generic like Michael Bay female. And mm. I think she, she kind of just got typecast as that for ages. But yeah, I think she is a good actor. Um, yeah, she's good really actor, good. So. And- and now she's like kind of because on like on Instagram she's got like a crazy amount of followers and I think it just seems like she's just doing her own thing now like her machine gun Kelly she's not trying to like do you know what I mean like be little Hollywood's little darling or anything like that she's just like no I've got my own fans they're all kind of freaky like just do projects I want to do and yeah I just love her yeah that's a nice place to be yeah, yeah. I love her so. <laughs> Megan Fox and Megan Thee Stallion. Yes. What are they doing? What What are they? Are they like spies or are they just like kicking ass? What are they doing? Yeah, I don't know. I just think they are, I think they're kind of leading the show. I think, and Pete Davidson's just sort of, you know, I think this is the first Bond where Bond's just like, yeah, whatever. He's kind of, <laughs> he's kind of at the bottom. He's at the bottom of the barrel. And Megan Fox and Megan Thee Stallion, you have to be called Megan if you want to be in this film. Yes. Um, and they're just running they're just running things <laughs> the megan's are in charge and pete's just following suit. yeah yeah they're in charge and he's just kind of doing what he does i think was it um i'm not sure if it was like glastonbury or or maybe the, the radio one festival like earlier this year and megan stein was playing and her intro when she came on was the most mental thing i've ever seen i really like watched it like properly like mouth drop sort of thing she just comes on and she's just like i can't remember what it was she was shouting but she just kept shouting in the crowd and the crowd was going absolutely crazy and uh, i think she was just like 
I think she just shouted hot girl shit over and over again and the crowd would just get like more and more hyped and it was unbelievable. Yes, I love it. She's so good. <laughs> I think maybe we could get Cardi B in there as well. Just because you know, I just want this film to have loads of hot, badass women in it. <laughs> right, Cardi. This is the most pop culture uh, film we've had so far. Just everyone uh-huh, getting their moment. Yeah. It's basically just a big, a big list that... of everyone that Rachel fancies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a long list. <laughs> So we've got Megan Stanley, Megan Fox, Cardi B, Pete Davidson. Quite a cast list already. Let's yes. go uh, villain. So I want Daniel Day-Lewis to be the villain. Great shout. Um, wow. <laughs> I told you, I want this to be a weird film. A really weird yeah. film. Well, pretty much anything he's in is weird. So, yeah. 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 He's just he's also- one of the best. He's one of the best for me. I love him so much. I've recently been watching uh, Last of the Mohicans. Have you guys seen that? Mm. I've been watching yeah. that again because I'd watched it like as a kid, you know, and you kind of, you know, because it came out when I was like dead wee. And you kind of watch these things, forget about it, whatever. I watched uh, Last of the Mohicans. I've watched it like three or four times just this year just because I, I, I sort of watched it again by accident. And I forgot, like, that, that film is so good. It's yeah. such a masterpiece. And I feel like they just don't make films like that anymore. You don't make, you know, you don't see films like that anymore. Oh my god! So I just like I completely fell in love with Daniel Day Lewis and that because I've always thought he's brilliant, of course. But just going back to Last of the Mohicans, I was like dripping watching him in that. <laughs> like fucking hell! This, was that this like guy. your your research ahead of Movie to America? You were just watching Last of the Mohicans over and over Last again to get a feel for the place. <laughs> And just, I don't, oh my, I don't think it's like that anymore. I think it's much more no, civilized. No. Yeah, just getting a bit obsessed with that before I move into America. Like, <laughs> but he was so handsome in that. My it is God. Good, yeah. And I've just never, like, I've never seen him play well. There will be blood. He's like a psycho in that. Mm. But I've never seen him, you know, I, I would love, and then also Gangs of New York, psycho in that. He's, he is good at playing psychos. Mm. So we know that. Um, but also because he's so dedicated, like I just think, what's going to go wrong? Yeah. Like if if we're filming this with all these other people we've mentioned, then Daniel Day Lewis is in it. Like, how is Daniel Day Lewis going to get away with all that shit when Megan The Stallion's there? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I was thinking that he's obviously quite famous for being like super picky, or like he only really picks projects he's dead into, and you know it takes a while for him to really decide to do something. If, if we approach him with this and go, yeah, you'll be alongside Cardi B, uh, Pete Davidson, Megan The Stallion. Uh, yeah. Do you want to do, do it? And he's probably yeah. going to be like, fuck off. No! <laughs> you know what made me think that he's not like a snob, right? Because you know how for so long you hear that he, he was sort of like, the, like one of the original like proper method actors, like, mm. like stuff, some of the stuff he would do. And like I heard that he went to like make shoes for like eight years or something. Like he just... He quit acting and like became a shoemaker and like he's just kind of like like a weirdo, you know, in the he, nicest he wasn't, possible he wasn't way. Even in a film about shoes or anything. Yeah, he wasn't even like playing a shoemaker. He was just like I'm off, and that's what he decided to do. So he's obviously like this really interesting kind of was, weird guy, you know. It was, a, um, it was just like for an addition to play the shoemaker and he didn't even get the part. <laughs> yeah, like eight <laughs> years of that. That's Daniel for you. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. like, 
I was watching it. It was something I was reading when, because, because, like I say, last time he came, I just got like super into that film this year and the soundtrack as well. The soundtrack's amazing. But I read an interview with him on like why he goes that far, and he was explaining it about the last Mohicans in particular. And he was like, "I'm meant to be playing this guy who knows how to use these weapons, who's used to running up these mountains, you know, like it's nothing." So he's like, "For me, I don't do all that extra prep because I'm trying to look like I'm better than everyone, or that I care more, or anything like that. It's because I I need to do that. I need to do that." So that when I shoot the gun in the film, it doesn't look like I've just shot it for the first time or whatever. It looks like I do that hundreds of times a day. So I do do that hundreds of times a day so that it looks like I've done it hundreds. And it was just like, he, he sort of explained it in sort of, sort of like a non-wanky way that I could relate to. And I was like, oh, I get that. I actually do get that. Mm, yeah. I mean, like I've, I've always been a bit back and forward about method acting. Like sometimes I think, are they just doing it because they don't have the skill to come in and out of a character or or is it like this just this so that they can like make it the best that they possibly can and i think it probably is to make it the best they can and, and yeah so well like come on he's never yeah i just think as well it's like each to their own like whatever helps you get to where you need to go to get into that that part fine but don't try and like because there is people that as if they think they're better because they do it you know like i even see like i because you know when I'm doing stand-up and I, I, I'm at a gig and I see other other acts, like, writing in their journal before they go on as if they're, like, rewriting out their set or da 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 And I don't do that because it's all in here. Mm. And sometimes you feel a bit insecure because you see people, like, writing out as if, oh, they, they're, they're better because they're, like, more studious or whatever. And it's like, or oh, no, they're just idiots because they haven't learned it. So, no. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, basically my point is it's each to their own, man. Each to their own. Whatever you need to do, yeah. To be the best you can, do it. Yeah. So are but you, just don't make other people feel like they're less because they're not doing it the same way you are. Yeah, yeah. So are you sure. are you funny all the time or just? <laughs> hey, it's up to you guys, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, because I've always like I've always loved the idea of because Christian Bale is my favorite actor, hands down. He's he's number one for me. And, you know, he's very, very method in everything he's done and he puts on all the weight and then loses it and blah, blah, blah and does all this crazy stuff to his body. And if anything, I think that, you know, see when he did The Machinist, he got down to eight stone, right? It's like six foot two guy, he was eight stone. He almost died. Mm. Uh, and I think if anything, that maybe hurt him a little bit, like, because people kind of thought, oh, is he just a bit of a gimmicky? You know, is that all he's got? Does he need to do that because he's acting? But actually... American Psycho, that's my favourite performance in any film ever by anyone, like him as Patrick Bateman. Exactly. And I just think, yeah, I just honestly, I think there's nothing better than that. So um, I just think, like, he he doesn't even need to do the kind of gimmicks of the weight loss or the weight gain or whatever because he's so, so good. But he wants yeah. to do that because that helps him and, and, you know, whatever, do what you need to do. And it's like um, the, the difference the just, or, like, the separation of... of, of playing like a, the character like the, the personality and everything of, of a really good sort of film character but also the, the the physical aspect of them has a big influence on the mannerisms and how they appear on screen so you can you can do the characterization and play the character but if you if you don't have the physical aspects as well then then the character can't be believable so mm. yeah you're gonna have to be, able to be able to do both sides which is what like a really good method actor i think always seems to manage to get right yeah when they're not doing it. like i can say because 
I think after you did that, there was then kind of like a spate of, of kind of more gimmicky attempts to, to do something similar, like mm. lose a load of weight or change a lot physically. Whereas if you're doing it right for the right reasons, it, 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 it really does, you know, it, it, I think it can work really, really well. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is something I've always been fascinated, even since a little girl. I was always fascinated in weight and like weight gain and weight loss. And it was just something like that I couldn't really explain, but I just found it really, really interesting. You know, when you see people like those shows where it's like, I lost 600 pounds or, or I gained 600 pounds. I just, for me, there's nothing more interesting than, than what you can do to your body, either by making it bigger or making it smaller. I just find it, I just, so that's something I definitely want to do. Like, I want to, like, if anyone wants to pay me to get really fat, I'll do it. Like, I will <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, you always feel like, like, you know, you get like these actors who are, like create like incredible physiques and stuff like that. But then when you step back and realize that's been his that person's full time job for like the yeah. last like six months, it's just like yeah. relentless personal training. It's yeah. got, like a paid like dietitian, everything like that. You're like, if I had that, you know, I could yeah, look amazing, no. but I don't. So Oh totally. Oh yeah. I mean I think, you know, if you've got yeah, like a chef and a personal trainer and dietitian and someone dragging you to bed. Mm. If we're having that, I'll get the rock. If if I can have the rock to just be my, you know, just <laughs> wake me up because he said you cannot take a day off from the gym. You cannot. He's like that's every day you have to work out. So I'm like, well, if you're gonna drive me to the gym, then yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I'm actually working on a, a weight gain program at the moment. Um, not for any reason. I just I'm a greedy bastard. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm actually also on a regime. Uh, just over the past two days in that I bought a box of Quality Street uh, because I thought I might get trick-or-treaters coming to like my door but uh, none of them did so I'm just trying to see how fast I can eat that that box of Quality Street now just by myself yes oh mine would already be finished I've got like a chocolate problem (laughs) (laughs) yeah once you know it's like I never buy like stuff like that because I'm trying to be healthy but then as soon as it's there like if it's there I can't stop oh yeah game over once it's there yeah yeah Brilliant. So we've got we've got our main cast. Yes. Let's uh, go on to director. Oh wait, can I have one more villain? I want um Michael Keaton as well. Michael Keaton. Yeah. So I want maybe like Michael. I want yeah. I want like Daniel Day Lewis to maybe be like the main baddie and Michael Keaton to like work for him. Okay. Um. So maybe Michael Keaton does Daniel Day Lewis's dirty work. And then obviously he'll die before Daniel Day Lewis dies. Um, <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to make this film. I really do. Yeah, sounds good. What's, our, what, what's your favorite Michael Keaton Keaton roles? Birdman. Nice. Birdman. It's... Birdman's my favorite film, hands down, ever. Is it? Mm-hmm. It's my favorite of the of that decade. Right. Okay. Sure. Um, but yeah, the robot ever. Ever, ever. When I you... saw that film, I saw it three times at the cinema. Wow. It was like one of those ones that it was a life changer for me when I saw that. A life changer. Like three times back to back or did you come out in cinema? No, I went, I went on different days. But it was that way because I was at drama school, right, when it came in. I was in the third year of drama school, which is notoriously a horrible year at drama school because that's when, you know, it's all the agent stuff and, everyone, you know, people turn a bit weird because they're so, you know, like worried about you know, and everyone starts to get really skinny and anxious, and it's just like a kind of crazy year. And I was in a really bad place mentally, and I went to see Birdman, and it was it was like it blew me away because you know when even you're in, and you're in a bad place mentally, or whatever, 
like you can get a film that comes along that just makes you want to stay alive. And that's what Birdman did for me. And that's why I'll always have like a special place in my heart because I was so low when I saw that. And it just, it felt like watching a magic trick because it doesn't look like the camera cuts. Like, yeah. you know, and you're just, yeah. every time I watch it, I, I, I'm like trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure it out every single time because it's just so well done. That's such, I just love that's it. Amazing. That's such, obviously such a big impact. That's it's such, yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. And he was robbed. I'm sorry, but he was like, like Eddie Redmayne getting them, you know, for playing Stephen Hawking. Anyone would have got an Oscar for playing Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Right? And Eddie Redmayne, I'm sorry, can get fucked. <laughs> My, like Michael Keaton, I'm sorry that he was robbed. Yeah. For not getting the yeah. Oscar for Birdman. Ready, dead. Man. And that and that film, like, <laughs> for him, it was like, like kind of, he, he had like a, a massive comeback film for him. Like that that film just changed his career, like basically overnight from being like, yeah. remember that guy that was Batman, and then yeah. now it's yeah. like. A serious actor who gets a lot of really amazing films and stuff. Yeah, it's the whole irony of that as well. The fact that the character yeah. used to play Birdman and he used to play Batman, and that's yeah, his comeback, and that was his comeback. It was just yeah. like, life imitating art was so cool. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was so perfect for oh. that. So perfect for the role. And I think he reminded everyone how a, what a brilliant actor he is. Yeah, like because yeah. he is, and I think you know, I mean, he did his Beetlejuice and his Batman, and obviously loads of other stuff over the years, but. I think people can forget like how because when someone's like an action star or or doing like same with Jim Carrey like when you do big daft roles people forget like how brilliant you can be like they sort of dismiss it yeah so then when Birdman came along and it was just like like a really naturalistic performance and oh obsessed <laughs> great I'm glad we got Michael Keaton in there that's nice that's, yeah um... yeah we've got Michael Keaton in there as well um director okay here we go because you said there was no yeah. rule so he's dead um stanley kubrick <laughs> nice. so i tell you this film i want this film to be weird because when you first hear pete davidson's in it you probably think oh it's probably just going to be like comedy or whatever but i think with stanley kubrick's help we've now got a masterpiece on our hands well that's what i was thinking this, this film has gone from like from so a group of people who were very much like not in films or nothing to do with like the film industry <laughs> kind of slavery stuff and then all like within like three or four or three picks is it's it's brought in some of the best like recent yeah. filmmakers and or or you know what See? i mean like the shift in dynamic is gonna mess. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a weird film that kind of like you where they all win oscars because you know uh pete davidson megan the stallion all doing these things that they've never done before um, it'll probably come out that Daniel Day Lewis has like left his wife for Megan Fox. <laughs> I want there to be drama on this. <laughs> yeah, you want drama That's on amazing. screen and off, or just more off screen. <laughs> yeah, Stanley yeah. yeah, Kubrick. He's my favorite director. He's like someone that kind of makes me feel sad that I'll never get to work with him. He's yeah. like, you know. I do feel like he wouldn't take any of Pete Davidson's bullshit. <laughs> Yeah. What um? Music, what films in particular? What what's gonna? What are your favorites? So Eyes Wide Shut is one of my favorite films ever. Oh, yeah. And The Shining. I mean, to be honest, like I haven't seen a film of his that I didn't enjoy. Mm. But like, just just the style, man. Like, like what was it the other night? I couldn't get to sleep, and you know when you just like weird stuff pops into your heads as you go to sleep, and you know whatever when you're kind of in that weird dreamy where you're half, half awake, half asleep. And I just got the corridor, you know, like the corridor that Danny's like driving down in his wee thing. 
I just got mm. that. And I was like, ah, why is that in my head? Ah, like, <laughs> I'm trying to go to sleep. But it's like, you know, one of those images that is so powerful that you'll never forget it. And it's just, that's what he did. That's what he did with that movie in particular, I think, where, oh, what a, yeah, I just love him. And Eyes Wide Shut, for me, I just, oh, yeah. I, I think that's a really underrated film. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I think it's one that people don't like to talk about because it's very raunchy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Rachel doesn't give a shit. There's like, it's my favorite film. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I've seen everyone in it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, totally. Fucking Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Like, <laughs> yes, please. Um, yeah, I love that movie, especially the end, just because you guys have seen it. Yeah. Just at the end, but you know, after all that crazy shit has happened, and it's just like they're in a shop at Christmas or whatever, and she's just like, we need to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it and I'm like, ah! like <laughs> just lose my mind <laughs> that's what all comes down it's, to basically you can't really imagine like uh in terms of like their influence on like popular culture and like the imagery in its films like no one else is like being able to like permeate into everything like there's so many like things that you see that you probably like day to day and like other bits and pieces like films and tv and stuff that comes from or has been influenced by something that he did in like space odyssey or in like oh totally Doctor strange love or something like that like it's, mm-hmm. it's just like just drips into every like every part of modern culture yeah oh yeah. i love him so he's got to direct this weird weird ass film <laughs> good good yeah <laughs> brilliant you always kind of wonder what that what would his last film have looked like because he was he'd started making uh artificial intelligence Mm. And, then, and then he died and then Steve Spielberg took it over and you always kind of mm. wonder what would it have looked like if he'd finished it yeah because that's I quite think... a weird film yeah probably very different actually yeah. probably a lot darker than mm. Steven Spielberg yeah yeah lovely I think that's a great choice Stanley Kubrick thank you thank you our, our first time I think yeah it's our first our first Kubrick first Kubrick first Woo! Kubrick yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exciting. In fact, most of the picks so far have been. Yeah. I think. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. Okay. Original concept. I mean, some of those are not surprising. I'm not surprised we've not had. Uh... In fact, we have had Megan Fox before, I think. Have we? I think so, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Can't remember. Anyway, now, in fact, yeah, we've had a lot of musicians so far in acting roles, but now we need to pick the musician who's going to do the theme song. Mm-hmm. Are you. Uh, a big Bond theme song lover or uh... yeah I think some of them are absolutely brilliant um like I say because I grew up with my brother who was a big Bond fan I, I was subjected to all the films and all the songs and I, I think yeah I think some of the songs are brilliant I think like my favorite artist who I genuinely think would make a brilliant Bond song is Lana Del Rey just think like she's she's got her name written all over like a cool sexy Bond theme um, so I hope that they do use her at some point just because I just think she's the best artist in the world. I'm totally obsessed with her. So yeah, but I've already got a song, right? It was a couple of weeks ago. I was I was watching American Pie 2 or something. I can't remember which one it was. And I'll tell you what song popped up, right, that I'd forgotten about. Do you remember this band? They were called Hot Action Cock. And the song was called Fever for the Flavor. And it's all about yeah. eating pussy. That's the whole song. It's just about <laughs> eating pussy. And I heard this song, right? And at first I wanted to be really offended by it because the lyrics were quite, you know, quite intense. But then I re-listened to it because, you know, everyone's so ready to be offended these days. Like, oh, you know, 
But then I realised it. I was like, no, this is someone who loves pussy so much that they've written a song about it. Like, <laughs> and I think that's perfect for James Bond. Like, yeah. some, like respect so the pussy. Do you know what I mean? Respect. And we're going yeah. for a hot action cop. Yeah, hot action cop. Fever for the flavor. If you actually listen to the lyrics, it is like, oh my god, it's just like I want pussy, 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 pussy. You know the. <laughs> So, so you're wanting that, that not even like them to do like their own theme, like theme song. You want that that, that I actual want song. That particular song, yeah, fever for the flavor. Um, just so that we're reminded that the women are the best part of this film. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean they they're no strangers to, I'm sure, eating pussy as well. <laughs> I have to say, I do. So that, yeah, that song must have come out when we were like pretty young. I remember it being on like I used to get these like um, do you remember Kerrang the like kind of like mm-hmm. like rock music magazine these two like compilation albums that I used mm-hmm. to get and listen to like on my like little personal CD player. I remember that song being on it. Obviously at the time I had no real clue about the subject matter, so mm-hmm. I wonder if I go mm-hmm. back and listen to it now, it's gonna mean a lot. It's gonna be pretty different to what I remember yeah. when I was a kid. Because I'm I'm the same, yeah. Because I think that came out when I was about I don't know thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, you know that kind of age. And just listen to it, you don't really think about it. You just listen to it because it's got quite a cool tune or whatever. And then all these years later, I'm watching it. I was like, whoa, this is is really explicit. How the hell did I notice this? But but like I say, like, I know a lot of people, if it was released now, you know, you know what Twitter's like. If it was released now, game over, right? Yeah, it was very much the the WAP of its day, you would say. Yeah, it was like the WAP of its day. And since we've already got one of the stars of WAP in this film, I think we also need, you know. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, the, honestly, please go and re-listen to it because it's actually like such a banging tune. And I was listening to it a couple of weeks ago when you first asked me to do this when I was watching that American Pie. And I was like, oh my God, that would be perfect. <laughs> it would be a perfect Bond song. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to Google uh, Hot Action Pop to see, see where they are now. See if mm. Yeah, I would love to know. That seems like it would fit in really well with the, you know, the Stanley Kubrick eyes wide shut vibe. A lot yes. of people saying that. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad you actually like um, endorsing all this rather than. <laughs> <laughs> I just love when we have like, yeah, people like yourself coming in and just like picking stuff that we haven't heard or wouldn't have thought of or yeah. us of random songs from like <laughs> 10, 20 years ago. I know, totally. Oh, you have to go and re-listen to it. I, there was a, a few days ago, I just listened to it on repeat. Like, <laughs> like it's, a, it's a belter. Well, listen to this, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Blow your mind. Mm-hmm. They uh, are currently working, or they have been working on a third album, and they've been playing live and recording in Nashville, Tennessee. No! So you might be able to see them live. In Nashville. This is according to the Wikipedia, so oh who knows how accurate it is. But... That's, I mean, it's meant to be. It's meant to be. <laughs> there you go. Woo! <laughs> that sounds, that's, that's so good. Random. That's exciting. <laughs> Love that. My favourite pick ever, maybe? <laughs> yeah, I think that one, that's going to be hard to talk, because once you actually listen to it, it's just so silly. It's so silly. Maybe, maybe you could do they could do like a re-record with Lana Del Rey. You know how Lana Del Rey's got that really like shit feature on that new Taylor Swift song where she just like says one or two words. She could come <laughs> in and just do the same thing again on, on a, oh. a hot action cop. Yeah, we need we need Lana not to be underused though because she is just, she's a queen. Yeah. <laughs> <So good. laughs> Brilliant. 
Wow. So those are like the big ones, right? That's like the kind of main, mm-hmm. the big picks. We have like the AOBs now. Any other bonds where you can pick anything else that you might want for your film? Any other cast members, locations, whatever else you might want in your film? Do you have anything else you want to, to stick Let in there Let me think. Now? I hadn't even thought about where it was set, you know. Um... Yeah. I'll get Jim Carrey in there somewhere, remember? Yeah, Jim Carrey oh, yeah. as well, yeah. Could he be what a Q get... or an M? Or... Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wait, what's the difference between Q and M? Which one's which? Q does the gadgets and M just tells Pete what to do. Oh, so Q, that's like Ben Wishaw, right? Yes. Yeah. And then M is like Judy Dench. Yeah. Yeah. That's my way of remembering. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so gadgets. Oh, gadgets, gadgets. Maybe that's Jim Carrey then. Okay. That does feel a bit more Jim Carrey to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think he'd have some fun with the gadgets. Yeah, yeah. Because remember in Liar Liar when he's like a goose, like with the. <laughs> I just love him. <laughs> just he could literally. We don't even need to give him a script. We don't need to give him it. Just turn up on the day, have some fun. Do whatever you want, Jim. Yeah. That would be my notes to him. There's no notes. <laughs> <laughs> Do whatever you want. Do literally whatever you want. I'm just happy that you're here. I'm happy that I've, I've managed to get you. Excellent. There's no like uh, moderate, like more recent equivalent of like someone who's as good as, as him at like sort of the physical comedy and stuff. Like you can make, you could do like a whole scene without even saying anything, and it'd be like the funniest thing yeah. you've ever seen. There's no yeah. one like who's come along since who's been as good as that. Yeah, no, there's a gap in the market. That's for sure. That's for so Jim Carrey. We've got his cue. So, um, are they a bit boring then? Are they a bit like? Just do what I say. Rachel, you know, there's no rules. They don't have to be <laughs> your film. You can, if you want to jazz them up a bit. Yeah. Someone a bit like Gillian um, Anderson. Yeah. That's, yeah. I want Gillian Anderson in this at this point. Yeah. Gillian sure. Anderson's mm-hmm. got to join this weird, funny sex cult film that's. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, yeah, I'm up for that. She, she's a very popular choice in that role. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Times, yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Like that's interesting. Because she just came to my mind there. So it's funny that, like, a lot of people, you know, when you're just thinking of someone, I don't know, that you can trust. And if that authority you, sort of strong yeah. female yeah, thing, she's isn't cool. it? She's, she she's badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Anything else? I think that's it. I don't think, you know, you don't want to overcook the... <laughs> Fraser, yeah. Let's let's sum up this film. Let's you can sum up Rachel's bond film. Let's sum it up, and this this is a nice one to sum up. I think it's not too complicated. I don't think <laughs> weird, but not complicated. Okay. So Rachel Jackson and your 007 movie, you have Pete Davidson as James Bond, Megan Thee Stallion, Megan Fox, and Cardi B as Bond girls. Um, we have Daniel Day Lewis and Michael <laughs> Keaton as villains. Uh, directing the film, we have Stanley Kubrick and singing the theme song. In fact, they, they probably can just leave it as it is, though, can't they? Mm-hmm. Leave the theme song as is, Hot Action Cop, Fever for the Flavour. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as Q, you've got Jim Carrey, and as M, you've got Gillian Anderson. How's mm-hmm. that? I'm so happy with this. Good. <laughs> then, then you've won the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I should be a casting director. <laughs> 
if you could pull this off, this would be an, an impressive feat of casting to get all these people yeah. in the room at the same right? time. I mean, especially Stanley Kubrick, it'd be hard to get him in the, in the yeah. room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, the last question to come up with is what are you going to call your film? Oh, that is a really good question, which I hadn't thought of. Um, yeah, we do like to spring this on you. Yeah, wow, okay. Um, Any ideas, Stuart? What's Call the most, it. because cause there, is, cause there is some kind of like, um, you know, out of all the Bond films, is it because there has been some that a bit of a kind of, you know, um, like a sort of sexual innuendo title or something? Has there been any like that? Yeah, yeah, Octopussy. So, mm-hmm. so we want something like that, I think. We want something, maybe not as obvious as that, even though we have got like all these badass, like, and it's, you know, the songs fever of the flavour. So I think Octopussy would be perfect. Yeah, but, or you could call it Hot Action Spy. Hot Action Spy. But then I feel like we're sounding about Austin Powers, and I want it to be like, do you know what I mean? I want it to be like a serious, okay. well, weird I- sexual fucking i don't know what this film is but i want it to be really serious i don't actually want it to be funny based on on the idea that you it's quite a a sexual film and it's it's also very much a list of people that you fancy (laughs) i've i've gone for from rachel with love oh that's cute but is it love though is it love love or is it just pussy Yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, I think if we've got like Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, Fever for the Flavor, Stanley Kubrick, it would be an injustice not to have like some weird, mad, sexy title. Okay, well, let us think on it. Yeah, Yeah, listeners at home, if you have any suggestions for a hot, sexy title for this uh, Build a Bond, you know where to find us Instagram and Twitter, (laughs) Build a Bond 007. Help us! We need some suggestions. Brilliant, Rachel. What a laugh that's been. What a film. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> if um, if listeners are enjoying this episode and they want to see you in anything coming up, any film, uh, any TV, any shows you're doing, where can they see To be honest, it's just, yeah, just find me on Instagram. I always say this at the end of the gigs. I say, please do give me a follow on like Instagram or Twitter because I have like genuinely been known to date hecklers. So get in touch. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, because I did. I dated a heckler that I met at Monkey Barrel last year. And we dated for like three months. Um, so it, is, it has actually been... Anyway, my point, <laughs> my point is um, I don't have anything really coming out. Like, I don't have any, like, you know... But I've done... There's already a catalogue of work I have done. So go, you can go and check that out. And then there'll be more, there'll be more to come, I'm sure, once I move over to America. Yeah, what I was going to say, yeah, our American listeners, of which there are a few. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, look out. Woo. She's on her way. Yeah, I'm on my way. <laughs> Lock up your daughters, sons, everyone. Yeah, come, Lock yeah up everyone. Your Lock up everyone and then come see me in Nashville and we'll go and see Hot Action Cop together. Well, well, well. Oh. Rachel Jackson, bit of a comedian, had me in. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I really, really like that, Rachel Jackson. Well, uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, we were on pretty good form as well. I think I, I mean, I always try hard, but I was putting in a little bit of extra effort. I think we we clicked pretty well. I think we were on the kind of same wavelength. I felt like I did pretty good in the challenge. Yeah, our, our sides were splitting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
Well, did you keep a tally? Because I've I've kept a tally. I was too busy bloody laughing, so <laughs> I'm not telling you. well, I've kept a tally and I've just added them up here and you're going to be pretty impressed with both of us. It was a very close run game. I'm not surprised. It really felt like that in the heat of the moment. So I've got that I made Rachel laugh 14 times. Oh. And Stuart, you made her laugh 13 times. Oh, that One was in it, close. one laugh in it. Wow. I, to be honest, I feel like we could both hold our heads up high. I think so, Yeah. yeah. Um, you were on great form, Fraser, so it's an honour to lose to you in these circumstances, and I'm glad that I was able to run you so close. And she did a quite a fun Bond movie as well. I mean, probably wouldn't watch it, but... And we're kind of open to interpretations on titles, right? So we're looking for something with pussy. I'm thinking octopussy, pussy galore, something Yeah. along those lines. Well, we're we're keen to hear from listeners as well. Absolutely, Follow on yeah. double seven Twitter, Facebook, no, not Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, let us know what you think about the film as well. I think it's one of our one of our more different ones. It might, I think, it could be one that divides opinion a little bit. Yeah, I think it could be. Uh, certainly divided my opinion between the first half and the second half. But Yeah. fun all the same. I, I don't know if to say this. I think probably I wouldn't watch this film. <laughs> I think I'm the same, yeah. I would watch Rachel. In fact, I'm, I'm now desperate to go and get tickets to go and watch Rachel in Nashville. Uh, oh, absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. I think she'll be an absolute hit over there. But if it's on at the Um, same time as this movie, then I'll pick Rachel before the movie. Anyway, Stuart, it's been a pleasure as always. Has it been a pleasure for you as always? um, no, no, Uh, I mean, okay.